We're in for a wild night. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 106 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host as always, Nate Wolf. It is great to be back on a super duper rainy uh, spring evening here in Portland, Oregon. Um, But I'm very excited to be back here tonight with some great friends. Uh, Super quickly talk about my week. I I, I, uh, I hit legend. Um, I ended Woo! up I ended up getting that Hooray! Uh... Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up I ended up finishing out the the season at uh, rank 301 um when when the clocks reset and I got that 11x bonus which was great. Now yeah. I, I was all bent out of shape because it 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 you know, you get separate bonus in standard and wild. And when I logged on, the alert box that I got goes, you know, congratulations, you got 10x bonus. And I was like, excuse me, there's people at 4,000 plus legend. I'm at 300. How did I get a 10x? I was so angry. Um, and someone, uh, someone's like, no, no, no. If you look on the screen, it actually, it's, you, you got, you got the 11. Like it, it's small, like under your portrait, it shows your star bonus when you're climbing ladder. But, um, I, I didn't get the pop up. I got the pop up for standard because I'd hit standard legend as well. Um, anyways, so uh, I I, uh, I copied Blue Train's uh, homework over here and but hit hit day one with the fish rogue. Yeah, what's funny? What's funny is that there's been posts all for like two weeks now of of Slizzle, um, God bless him, posting a Nate Wolf TCG fish rogue deck and it's not the one that I'm using anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and he hit legend with it and so at least one other person tagged me in one and i was like hey congrats that's cool um i do think you know well we'll, we'll get into it. but anyways that was you know accomplishment uh day, day one legend which is very fun it's such a rare occasion when uh the ladder resets on a saturday night into sunday morning and so i don't have to work and so like i can stay up and play so i hit I played from midnight until like three in the morning or something. And I hit D five and then I went to bed and did the rest the next day, I guess on Sunday, but it was the first. Um, so it was cool. I, I uh, got the achievement unlocked uh, 10 losses in a row. That was super great. Almost, <laughs> no. almost, uh, almost launched my computer out the window. Um, but, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Cause that's kind of what prompted uh, part of our conversation. Anyways, I, I want to, uh, I wanted to share that, but I I'll, we'll get into it later. I am joined by some very good friends of mine uh, and a very special guest tonight. But uh, first up, Hydralisk, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So glad to be here. Nice to see you guys. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week or not, but I g- thought I'd give an update anyway. Uh, Mini Hydra had surgery on uh, Monday. Yeah, he's and... doing, is he doing all right? Yeah, he's doing great. Um we they kick you out of the hospital pretty quick these days so we were only there for the day and uh, they like to free up the beds so it's, it's basically as soon as the general anesthetic had mostly worn off they were like go home <laughs> get out here's of here wheel- wow here's your wheelchair <laughs> wow. and uh and and so yeah we were off and then he they you know gave us the prescription stuff for the next few days you know your your standard like painkiller anti-inflammatory stuff all that and yeah he was fine he's he was back to normal pretty quick uh he got to take some days off school and play video games so 
he's pretty okay with that. <laughs> I'm sure he was. Yeah, it's any excuse. I I mean, gosh, I shouldn't say it, but it happened to me. I I was sick. Not last. Not last. I guess it was last week. The the first part of last week, and I was like, wow. I've got a bazillion hours of sick time that I never use. I'm just going to call out. I was like, should I work from home? Forget that. Like, I'm just going to watch Netflix all day. And it was great. And I came back to, oh, did you do that thing? I was like, nope, I was sick and I didn't work at home. It was so great. Uh, (laughs) Good for you. It's it's so hard to not do that. It's so hard. I, I, I actually considered because I ended up staying home with him. And I considered like, oh, I could bring my work laptop home and, you know, I could try to get some work done. But really, why? Yeah. Right. Like, I, yeah, um, I'll just use Blue Train knows we got these like five sick days they gave to us in Canada. Everyone gets like an extra five sick days, depending on even if you have whatever at your company, you get these five standards. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to take the time. Why not? And he was content to sit on you know the couch watching tv we watch shows together we did stuff so yeah it was it was just chill nice nice um yeah and so he was he was just home for a little bit and yeah he's he's basically back to normal uh i i was really worried on blue train might remember this i was didn't get to finish my ladder climb and i was afraid that i was gonna lose my 10x i was like no and he was even last minute like hey deadline's coming let's go and i'm like i can't well, do it yeah i mean for those of you who who weren't there like we played games on stream last weekend and i think we finished at like diamond three or something like it, it was really close and i think the record was at that point 17 and two or 17 and three or something like that it was pretty so, yeah, it was ridiculous yeah. it it held up and i still re- retained the 10x so i guess nice. win rate win, win rates really matter God, so, I, I uh, hope not, because I got Legend with a 50, 52%. <laughs> <laughs> All about that background in MR. Well, yeah. win rate matters, but keep in mind that also whom you're winning and losing against also matters as well. So, mm. I mean, not to take away your 17 and 2 Hydra, but, you know, it, it might balance out that you had a slightly reduced win rate on your climb, Nate. But keep in mind, the quality of your opponents were probably generally higher. I will say, so, yeah, when if I... If you had 11x opponents and I had 10x opponents, it could be. Well, and I've noticed also when you, like every once in a while you queue into a big name. I'll, I'll queue into, you know, into NHL I'll, or Memnarch or Mentalistic or whoever it is. And like, if you win, like the bump that you get is is a little better. Um, or, or it can be, I, I should say. Uh, which is interesting. Um, so, yeah. so I, it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I do think I, I freaked out cause I hit, I came in at 36. Um, and I was like, Oh wow, this is, this is rad. And then the next day it's like, Oh, 46, 56, 76. I was like, Oh man, I skipped the nice number. And, uh, and I was like, wow, this is going so fast. This, this is crazy. I'm going to have to really, you know, climb a ton. And then it kind of stopped right around a hundred and that's where I've been floating for the last mm. f- f- couple few days. Uh, so, so we'll see. I, uh, maybe I'll go for standard again, but, uh, yeah, it, it started moving really fast. Um, yeah, for sure. Hey, so Diablo, huh? 
Yeah, I ended up so uh, the last like two days, I guess. I I realized I to me it just didn't seem advertised enough. I've been waiting for the launch of the actual ladder on Diablo Two Resurrected. Oh yeah, the seasons, right? Yeah, the actual season. So season one started last week, and I just didn't realize it. I mean, we were playing Hearthstone like Friday night, and then a uh, little Saturday, and then I saw something on twitter people are already like there was some race going on on the weekend where people were already in level 90 by the time i looked at it like whoa uh mr llama sc if you know who that guy is he's crazy good he's like number two right now he's already level 96 but he's a full-time streamer um and the, like it's only been the season's only been out for a few days at this point like four days five days something like that but uh, I hopped on two days ago, I think it was, and I've made it to level 75 in like two days. Solid. So Luther Gex. That's that's yeah, and, and and my I made a paladin and my name is Uther Gets It. It's so great. So, <laughs> if anybody uh, oh, uh you know gets Uther that reference. doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny because I was just going to pick Uther as my name, and it was like, oh, name's taken. And then I, I looked through my characters, and it was taken by me. I already have an Uther. Because <laughs> <laughs> I tried to secure a few things right away, and Uther was one of them. And uh, so this time, I'm like, oh, what can I do? Uh, Uther gets it. It's so funny. So, it's very on-brand. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically been my week up to this point. Cool, cool. It's great to see you. And uh, welcome back, Electric Sheep City. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, happy. Well, we had you last week, right? But but it was in a, a little bit of different format, I think. And now, you, but you were, are you moved now? Yeah, I'm. I'm moved. So so last week I was just in the in the Twitch chat for a little bit uh, because I was in uh, Amarillo, actively moving. Uh, but now greetings from the Denver area. Like what? what? Woo! <laughs> No longer like a Texas sheep. What? <laughs> the moving thing. It happened. <laughs> That's great. exactly Hearthstone Brew. Hey, I, I mean, not to get political, but I feel like you got out of Texas at a pretty good time. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, for Wasn't me, a uh, lot yeah. of reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you? Uh, are you? Apparently, people sometimes struggle to adapt to the altitude because Denver is the mile high city. Are you? Uh, are you struggling to adapt, or is that just some kind of myth that is like not, not really a thing? So it's not a myth. It, it, it's definitely not a myth. I um. So I have family. I call them family. I I have like lifelong uh, friends in the area here um so i've been up here a few times and know whenever you kind of get up to that altitude just like start chugging water like whoa and i've got my fancy water here and all that kind of stuff so um that kind of counteracts it a lot um in general so yeah it, it helps at the very least um so definitely been uh counteracting that and all that good stuff too um while I've been moving uh, and unpacking, you you can't quite see. You know, I'm, I'm doing some creative camera work here for those watching. Uh, it's a good angle. See the boxes in 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 this room. There are tons of them right there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so while I've been unpacking and all that stuff, uh, you know, I've been jamming actually a little bit more standard recently because uh, I've been doing that final push in uh, uh, Demon Hunter and finally got there with the 1,000 Demon Hunter wins. Bam! Another one. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So nice. that is the, my... Good job. <laughs> Freeze frame. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little a little carried away with the soundboard over here. It's it's, vibe. it's too fun not to. You know, it really Truly. is. It really is. And I, I'm well. I'm gonna revamp it too. I can't wait. I got a new program that I'm anxious to try out, but got busy doing other stuff. Anyways, so now you'd never have to switch portraits like ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the best demon hunter portrait ever it's <laughs> i had a a thl match uh right before the show here and just because i can now i just put on all 1k hero portraits because i can actually do that thing now nice. <laughs> which was great cool congrats <laughs> so very nice very nice that's been been my life lately is moving and demon hunter let's go Let's go. Well, congrats. I'm happy to have you back. Uh, I'm jealous of your Demon Hunter skin. You, I think you've been playing, and I'm still, I'm like 775 or something like that, 750 right around there. And I, it's just a lot. I tried playing that new aggro deck, and I don't like it. It's, it's fine, but I really struggling to. Drekthar, Drekthar Simulator 5000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it the White I, Delight one? No, like, in, in standard, it's just the, oh. the new hotness, but like, I never know when to go face and when to when to trade and when to control. It's like, oh, I mean, I'm I'm clearly playing it wrong, but like I don't enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, well, listen it... to the song, Nate. The song will explain <laughs> what you should do. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you don't even you have trade? to make that decision with the deck because nope. you've got that weapon that lets you <laughs> lets you trade and go face at the same time, which is so obnoxious. <laughs> That's um, true. That's true. But yeah, uh, Drekthar yeah, Drekthar Simulator five thousand. Well, yeah, well, just yeah, we'll we'll wait and see what happens uh, if if Drek ends up getting nerfed and everyone <laughs> cough me cough all of you that bought, that bought the diamond portrait. I'll get to see whether or not we get any sort of uh, refund. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just glad I used gold instead of real monies on that one. <laughs> Hey, I so might I, get I, my I, 300 Canadian back that it cost me. <laughs> so yeah, I did the math, and in Canada, it was much more economic to actually buy it for the amount they were charging in CAD versus 3,000 gold, because 3,000 gold was, is way more expensive than they were char charging. So I paid for it in cash, like a dumby. But I, I, I think they should nerf the card. Um, there was a big debate on Twitter, actually. Um, about should they or shouldn't they not because people bought the card just on the merits of it and uh i've heard drekthar described as new barns or call to arms <laughs> on a stick i've been playing a little bit barns? of standard call the barns. Call that's, barns. A barns. Oh, that's good that's good it is frustrating to play against you know you're in a relatively good position you got the demon hunter on the ropes boom drekthar on four it's just like oh it just feels bad but uh i mean they they, they I, I can't imagine they're gonna leave things in the state that it's in for too long i mean the the vs report kind of really showed what a huge discrepancy there was 
uh, yeah. in, in terms of win rate and matchup spread. And they usually take action, especially in standard, when you start to see that kind of variation. But uh, So I think you'll get your wish, Nate. We'll see. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I bought it just to have the collectible. So if we get something like an addition for it, kind of kind of hey, you know a what? little bonus, you know? Yeah. Big same. Well, yeah, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I, I wasn't going to not get it. Because you, you you never know it's well, like if you'll be able to get it later. They kind of play fast and loose with that stuff. They were doing like you know catch up card backs every month for a long time, and then they just stopped again. And so it's you kind of never know. So uh, they stopped because they just dumped them all, right? I don't know. Well, that's the other problem, I guess, is because I I have them all or most of uh -huh. them that like maybe I'm just not seeing them. Like if you own the thing, it's not going to show up in the store. So I. I don't know. Anyhow, I, I guess before we go too far down a, a, a Drekthar rabbit hole over here, let me welcome our special guest, Blue Train, one of my great friends. I'm really happy to have you on the show. So welcome back. Welcome back. It's great to have you. How you been? Likewise. It's it's great to be here, especially after Sheep's uh, uh, extended uh, absence. So it's nice to, to, to be back on the on the Sheep reunion show. Yeah, good. It's been it's been a it's been a been a, an eventful week in in hearthstone you know we had the ladder reset um and right before the ladder reset um what i generally like to do is i like to experiment a little bit on my uh, eu account to try and see what's working what isn't because it's a little bit lower stakes than na so wait sorry uh, let me interrupt when does so ladder resets earlier right because of time zones is that how that works yeah so ladder will reset um it's about four o'clock uh in the afternoon so it resets saturday night so it would have reset for me on saturday at four but i didn't do my eu climb in april so i i actually did that the week prior right so um prior to the saturday uh i i i played a lot of mech mage on on eu trying to find uh, an optimal build that would you know line up into the meta pretty well and I stumbled upon what I, I like in the 30. I'm not sure it's the optimal 30. Um, but uh, Raffle seemed to agree with uh, the 30 that I selected. And I got the, the rare Raffle bump. Hey, that's really, that's really awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, that's something special right there. Um, oh, yeah. That's super cool. And and I don't know. I love it. Hey, congrats. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, Props. So yeah, um, so we had the raffle bump, so uh, some mech mage, and um, then when I started playing on EU Saturday afternoon after they reset, um, the rogue lists were starting to refine, and I low rolled a little bit, and I wasn't maybe having as good a time with the deck as as uh, as I was, and so I just jumped on the rogue bandwagon, and like you, Nate, I did the day one day one legend i didn't quite stay up as late as you i started midnight on saturday went for about two hours finished around platinum five i think it was mm -hmm. about uh went to sleep around two i actually watched uh i watched you in the ipad uh, in bed because i couldn't sleep because i was so wound up from the climb so uh <laughs> i watched you for a good hour for your last hour uh, and then i finished the climb in the morning had a pretty breezy uh breezy climb was uh, i raging I what like no, I, I'm kind of an no, you... well. I, this is a skill that I learned through work is to like uh, inner rage, right? And and but but to not <laughs> to, 
but to not Keep show that it, anger right? deep inside never let it out <laughs> well the, yeah yeah and so but like yeah i mean i lost 10 in a row the problem with streaming at night we were chatting about this the other night is like I mean, I'm kind of a night owl, and so streaming at, at, at like 9 o'clock p.m. or something, like, that's fine. And I can go until midnight, no problem. And then what happens is, like, it's it's now all of a sudden, like, daytime in the EU, and people start watching, and then no one else is playing in NA, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm, like, ready to go to bed. You know, it's, it's, it's midnight, it's 1 a.m., it's, you know, getting into maybe 2 a.m. or something, like, I really need to go... Um, and then you'll get some giant raid from somebody because nobody's watching or like nobody's playing. Right. And, and like the trick is when you stream wild content, like in the brackets, you put wild in front of, of your stream info so that people know that you're playing it. Cause if you're looking for that format, it helps you wade through all of the battlegrounds and the, you know, whatever else. Um, and, uh, and, and like you, then you get a, a raid, um, and it's like, well, can't stop now, I guess. And then my brain stops working, you know, you get like, you go for like, I don't sleep enough anyways. And then, you know, I'm, I'm playing and I'm raging and trying not to show it. And I'm half asleep. Uh, and it's the middle of the night. And like, I just start playing poorly. Uh, so no, uh, you, you you hide it pretty well. Now I, on the other hand, do not. <laughs> You're I, raging I just, like a true champion. I just, I, <laughs> I just I'm a volcano. I wouldn't watch me stream. Um, you know what? No, as you, much you, as you, you do end up doing that, I I still love your streams, Blue Train. <laughs> it's I, like I, I I do. I I kind of felt bad, and I kind of was laughing, and kind of felt bad at the same time. But like. You're so angry, and I, I, uh, but like, yeah. I mean, I felt the same way. I felt the same way. I just, I, um, I just don't bottle it up. I mean, I struggle with the variance in the game. Well, uh, that's, that's, I, 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 I take doesn't too want to wake up a, his child. <laughs> oh, that's probably. I don't have. I don't have children, and and the way that my, the way that my condo is structured, like, even though my wife's in the other room, like the sound doesn't travel so that's like, why you know my hair is gray and yours is not i think it's it's all the well, mine's pretty up, gray but... it's it's the it's the curtain that kind of hides it but yeah uh, it's, mm. it's 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 pretty 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 gray you can see it here as well um but no i mean it's whatever i i, I get hey. angry it's it's just you know what variants and and you know i mean it's it's what it is i am who i am uh, hey, that's... <laughs> i can't get can't can't help it. Um, I, I will say rank so rank fifteen rank fifteen legend coming in is is incredible. That must feel good. I yeah, absolutely. It was early. It was early. It it dropped pretty quickly, but yeah, it was it was uh it was it's, nice to see the number, even if it was for a fleeting moment. Still, I absolutely love your emotes, like when or emojis or whatever when you post yours with your kind yeah. of hot with your hot takes, like it's so natural uh, you do such a good job and I, I like the feels here so uh you're uh t so 28 to 21 57 percent win rate from bronze 10 to legend uh lasagna suggested swapping evis for captain <laughs> lasagna smart that is true um i saw al running it as well uh for, nothing for those feels... who don't know lasagna is like a master's tour competitor like triple rank one wild finisher lasagna brings the brings the goods probably one of the one of the most consistent players in in our community oh 100 percent. and i saw i think alb over in eu who who won the 
wild open ages ago uh yeah. hit early with this and said hey captain captain is good in this i and didn't like... i didn't realize that he played this i saw his tweet mm-hmm. after but yeah he played this 30 as well interestingly mm-hmm. enough and we'll cover this later it's possible that eviscerate might be better than captain but i think that 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 the context is really important when when and you can kind of see it in the screen cap almost 45 percent rogue captain's really good in the mirror eviscerate might be better in other matchup spreads so there, there's there's a lot of context to qualitatively kind of inform what to select and and for the climb that day uh right. captain definitely outperformed uh eviscerate or any of the other cards that maybe you'd want to slot in there so it was, yeah what were it was, you it was it i mine was 38 percent rogue what was yours at 40 42 uh, 40 something 43 good lord yeah, yeah it was brutal we're well, approaching and, uh what was it warlock numbers from uh it dropped it dropped uh-huh. quickly and and i noted that nothing felt unfavored except for uh even lock and i would i would make a slight amendment on this i do not like queuing into druid the thing was that day there were no druids that i was queuing into and i i mean not not having to deal with Oaked summons is is good. Turns out also Big Priest is not a great deck to queue into with this as well. I saw Swagwar's tweet. He was he's like kind of mauling a little bit, saying, Where did all the big priests come from? So I, I told him he could thank White Delight for that, because that's what White Delight did, did yep. uh, his climb with. So um there are there are ways to uh, counter but there are also ways that you can tech and so you're starting to see people include other cards like you know the the, the new mass, is rare the the mass silence and um you know whatever else so yeah it's uh it's uh there's there's a Why lot of options sorry uh let me <laughs> mute those sorry to off the stand board yeah right. no no no. i have there thank you somebody somebody we just got a raid and somebody followed thank you guys i normally we're, we're recording a podcast usually i turn that stuff off when, when we're recording and i forgot to do it so whoopsies uh but thank you i appreciate it and and now back to your regularly scheduled well the heart back to podcast. my my nonsensical uh rambling <laughs> so that that was that was wild and so <laughs> i've been playing a little bit of standard um and I've been playing Mech Mage and Standard and Naga Mage. I, I like the mechs. I think that, like, you know, it's funny. You look at the cards when they're announced, and you think you know what your favorite's going to be. But my, my favorite card this expansion by far is Mecha Shark. I, I just like playing sharks. I like playing the shark with a bunch of, like, discounted mechs and watching the missiles, like, you know, fly around and blow things up. It's the new Flame Waker. There's got to be a pun there somewhere. Haven't found it yet. Fen Waker? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> so been been doing that and and been experiencing the joys of queuing into nonstop Drekthar on four demon hunters and control warriors. So that's been but I, I don't get as angry playing standard because like I don't care. <laughs> it like, feels you know, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's table like, stakes. Uh... I just I mean, you know, like, but you think, like, what, what does it matter in Wild? It's all, it's all in your head, right? It's all, yeah. it's all the, the, the mental game, and, and I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't do too well with that. I will say I enjoy Hearthstone a lot more when I'm not really focused on the outcomes. So that's probably something to try and focus on, which is much easier said than done. 
Yeah. yeah. See, that's my secret. I, and, I never just, care about the outcome. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're, he's you're a bigger man than I. He's, he's like, uh, oh, wait, it's my turn. <laughs> I'll tell you turn what I have. <laughs> For those the game mode, I still bought a rope. Well, yeah. For those of you listening to the audio version, uh, Hydra's over here miming a bath bathtub Hearthstone. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and the game mode I haven't been playing is Mercenaries because uh, there's this card called Trigor the Lasher. Um, yeah. And uh, I know this is a wild focused uh, broadcast, but uh, if anyone from Blizzard is listening. Which I know sometimes they do. Trigor the Lasher, bad. I wish I had I'm four thumbs so I could me. give Trigor the Lasher <laughs> four thumbs down. It's just ah, I, I don't know. I won't get into it, but it's 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 not fun to play because you don't have a lot of agency over it, and then it's really annoying to play against for the same reason. Yeah. So it kind of just makes every game a fiesta, and and it's so strong that you have to run it, and uh, it's kind of silly. Uh, but there is hope on the horizon, so I'll 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 leave that for when we cover the the news. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Fighting Pit podcast did a really good breakdown of of just how and why Trigor is a uh, eh, problematic to say the least. So, um, if you want to hear more about Mercenaries content and in particular uh, the problematic nature of Trigor, check out the Fighting Pit podcast. Oh, some of us are on it. It's just good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, highly no, recommended. Yeah, uh, yeah agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, yes, big big fan of uh, zombies, especially. It's wonderful. So, all right, well, well, that was fun. You know, we we this is a bunch of friends playing catch up. It's great. Uh, we're thirty minutes in, and we're just finishing up our intros. It's so funny. But uh, hi, I, I'm... <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. Anyways, let's uh. Let's get into the stuff. We do have a couple quick housekeeping matters. Yeah. So for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me briefly explain how the show works. We record this podcast live every Friday evening at twitch.tv slash born to be wild HS. And the video version of this podcast is then posted to YouTube shortly thereafter. Audio versions are also distributed to all podcast apps. However you're watching or listening or absorbing via osmosis this podcast today, thank you. Yes. You. <laughs> it's so great. Thank you all. Yes, very much. I really um, appreciate, you know, uh, everyone that, that watches and listens and, and checks out the, the show means means the world to us. Um, and so, yeah, real quick, before we get into the main shot topic of the show, say a quick but very important thank you to um, Shokunin, who is the executive producer of our show. He's a big, big friend and big supporter. And and to our other patrons, um, your support means the world to us. And uh, any money that we get, we just put straight back into the show. Um, so I uh, wanted to say a big thank you. If you're somebody who wants to support the show at all, uh, there's a couple of real quick quick ways that you can do that. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a, a subscribe or a like or a comment and that helps with the algorithms and stuff to get other people to find us. Um, if uh, you're listening to the audio version of this on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts or, or whatever, you can leave a, uh, you know, if you leave a review or something that also helps people find us. Um, finally, if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, we do have some cool emotes. I've got them up on the screen right now. 
um, that you can unlock by subscribing. This is free if you have Amazon Prime. And there's, I think, a couple that are available for free as well if you just uh, follow. Uh, working with our artist to do a couple more, actually, we unlock some more slots. And so um, I was chatting with her this week, and she's available to to do more work for us, which is always fun. And uh, saw she made a side project for Hydra, which is super cool. She's just an incredible oh, yeah. artist. And so um, really great. Anyways, finally, last last little bit. If you are interested in uh, supporting the show financially, um, we do have a Patreon uh, for as little as a dollar a month that, uh, if you're interested in supporting the show. Um, any of the links to any of that stuff uh, can be found on our website, which is borntobewildhs.com. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, there's links to all of our stuff, whether it's uh, YouTube and um, all the different podcast platforms and Patreon and all that stuff. Uh, finally, if you're interested in interacting with any of us personally, the, the easiest way to do that is by joining our Discord. Um, if you're not familiar, Discord is kind of, it's like an online, God, I don't even know what you would call it anymore. It's almost like a forum type thing, but a pro- program. And um, it's got a bunch of people and their friends that we've made all across the world. And talk about Hearthstone, talk about, you know, news, events, uh, real life sometimes, uh, deck lists and, and all kinds of stuff. But it's really fun and made a bunch of friends there and uh, we'd love for you to join us. Links again are on our website, borntobewildhs.com. So yeah, see you there. Anyways, uh, so, oh yeah, we haven't been talking about the listener series lately. I was getting ready to just jump into the main uh, mm-hmm. main show topic, but but we, we do, uh, we are getting back to that listener series, aren't we? So yeah. This is something we've been working on behind the scenes for a while. So uh, I, yeah. I'm... Yeah, so we're doing something different this time around, which which will be quite quite fun, I think. It's a little bit of a an experiment, but I, but I think it will be fun. Um I'm going to play a, a real quick video here. It's only a minute and a half. Um but uh, we've got a quick announcement video here. So I'm just going to take over the screen momentarily and and uh uh you know what? I'm going to make it real big. Sorry everyone, but uh they're going to watch me for a minute. <laughs> just make it gigantic over here all right here we go hello everyone nate wolf here from born to be wild a wild exclusive hearthstone podcast i'm here today with a special announcement signups are now open for season five of the born to be wild listener series for those of you unfamiliar the born to be wild listener series is a hearthstone wild format tournament series with special deck building restrictions each week Each season consists of five weeks of regular competition, followed by three weeks of playoffs. I'm so excited to announce that this time we're doing something bigger and better than we've ever done before. This season has a theme, the might of the Naga. The season also has a story. Each week tells part of the tale behind Queen Ajara, the Naga, and the rise and fall of Zinashari, as well as other key lore elements. What's more, each week has two deck-building restrictions, one that's thematic to coincide with the lore, and the other, well, to keep things spicy. For more information, check out our website at borntobewildhs.com and click on the Listener Series page. Signups are open until Saturday, May 14th. The series is absolutely free to participate in, and there will be prizes for the top four. For those of you who want to watch the action unfold but don't want to play, we'll be casting a match each week on Friday evenings right after the podcast at approximately 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash borntobewildhs and posting the HD VODs to YouTube so you don't have to worry about missing a thing. We hope to see you there. Thank you so much for watching. Ayo! Beep! 
Yeah, I'm excited about this. It should be uh, a lot of fun. And so, yeah, something a little bit different. Uh, I think we lost you, Sheep, if you're there. Or maybe your camera's just dark. Anyways. He went off to grab some water. Oh, <laughs> copy that. Well, I will keep talking then. So, yeah, so here's here's what's new. Uh, in the past, you know, we were just doing, um, you know, listener series. We had challenges. We've always crowdsourced kind of uh, some of the challenge ideas. And but we've spent so much time lately covering lore um, that it was like, well, could we tie the two together? Hmm. And so rather than doing one challenge, uh, each week has got two challenges. And so we've got it set up with little snippets of of the lore. And then challenge one is is related to the lore aspect of it. And then challenge two is, uh, you know, a separate challenge and, and they kind of tie together. Uh, but but super fun idea. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, one of the things that uh, we we did behind the scenes is for each of the little lore snippets for each week, uh, Goliath recorded in his you know most epic voice uh, the the little segments mm-hmm. you know reading them, and so we'll incorporate those into the uh, the weekly matches. But they're so good. Um, I I asked him if he would be willing to record them and he said yes they turn out so good and he does that like if you've ever played warcraft or warcraft 2 you hear the uh you know the announcer between between the missions you know yeah Uh, yeah he he can he does that epic voice very deep and very uh you know inflective or whatever so good i'm uh i'm not just saying that because he's in chat but uh they're great and so i you know i to see what it would sound like, like I put him to some music and sound effects, and I was like, "Oh, it's so yeah, epic!" You know what? I didn't uh, think of that comparison to like playing Warcraft Two because it's exactly what it is. Like the orcs and the humans are now at unrest, and the orcs are now moving in on their territory, and it's right. like exactly with the music and stuff. And he's exactly doing. It's so good. It's so like, good. Like, like that. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, and. Uh, so a lot a lot going into it on the production end it'll be a lot of fun and so if anybody's interested in checking this out the signups are live right now if you go to our website born to be wildhs.com click on the listener series page all of the rules there are there the signups are there it is f- absolutely free to participate in um if you scroll down there's all the tournament rules it's pretty straightforward uh all of the challenges for all weeks are already live so if you want to start building decks we we tried really hard to both make the challenges like thematic but also not too restrictive uh because we we want people to be able to participate without feeling like you have to own the entire collection and so i feel like we did a pretty good job i mean i'm a little biased maybe but uh had had a lot of help a lot of other pairs of eyes taking a look and so um you know, big thank you, of course, to Hydra and Sheep, but also to Goliath and to Schmoopy Daddy and to Blue Train and to NHL uh, for for kind of taking a look at some of this stuff and going through and getting some sneak peeks and opinions and stuff um, ahead of time to to try to make this something a little bit different and new, uh, fun that we haven't done before. And so I'm very excited. And so y'all are in for a treat. I uh, cannot wait to be able to start um, casting these matches and stuff too with some with some know fun fun new stuff and so i'm i'm really glad to see the the vision that you had in the beginning nate come together because when you first approached us with it you're like hey this is crazy but i think 
maybe this can work. I wanted to have it like lore themed, and we're like, all right, and then but all like, you, sorry, you want to do what now? Yeah, but all like with the with the help of doesn't get it. (laughs) Okay, Uh, but the way that it came together with you know everyone's help and uh, Schmoopy did a great job of like throwing a bunch of like base challenges together that we could you know work off and all of the suggestions that we have from everybody in the Discord all comes together and of course Goliath right with. The actual lore knowledge, seeing it all come to life is really neat. It's been fun. And by the time, like, I had done a bunch of homework on the lore for the past lore episode. And that's kind of what got, like, the idea sparked. And uh, and then it was like, well, can we... I had a nice long chat with Goliath a while back trying to trying to see, you know, is this, is this crazy or could it work? Uh, you know, and he, I, he's like, you know, I, I, think you, I think it could work, actually. And by the time I put it all together, um, I was able to come up with like kind of the, the base challenges, like, or a very, I want to say like simple challenge that would kind of fit the theme, you know, the old gods slumbered beneath the earth's surface where they lay dormant. Oh, let's put some dormant cards in. Well, the dormant cards okay. suck. Well, okay, then we just won't make them put too many in, <laughs> but it fits the theme, right? But by the time I had gone through and, and, uh, and found each kind of like primary challenge that that syncs up with the lore. I my brain was just like mush, and I, I was like, "All right, I'm done. I can't think of it. I can't. I, I'm 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 through here." And uh, and then big credit. I think you know Sheep has been in in moving uh, across you know country uh, for the past two weeks, and Schmoopy really swooped in and helped quite a bit, and I really appreciate yeah, that. With sure. uh, you know, we've crowdsourced a lot of the. Um, challenges each week uh from from our listener series discord where folks have posted challenge ideas and so schmoopy did a great job of combing through those and see hey where could we apply those and how do we how can we tweak them to to kind of fit um and so two separate challenges each week is is definitely something new but i think it's doable and actually i honestly i kind of think that we're being less restrictive this time around with some feedback that we had got last time was that well if you get too specific or or too restrictive, then it's just this pile of cards versus that pile of cards, and which is you know not that great. And so, I think this will actually of cards is better though. <laughs> I'm sure it pro- <laughs> probably is, <laughs> um, but I think this will work. You know, and if and if this works, it's like oh well, you know maybe we can keep doing this. It kind of just depends. I was really irked because. They announced their battlegrounds. We'll get into the news in two seconds, but they announced their battlegrounds thing like last night, and they're like, "The rise of the Naga." It was like they stole our name. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, I I talked, nobody told me, and I you know I had talked to, uh, I'd reached out to Alkali, and I was talking to Abar because this is a tournament, and we put so much time and energy and effort into the production that like. I don't want to, you know, historically, if you run a tournament, you're supposed to get a license for it. And, uh, and so I wanted to make sure that we did that thing. And Mm -hmm. the website is like, yeah, you need this license and here's all the rules and here's all the legal stuff. And I read it. I was like, all right, cool. You know, this all applies. We're good. Oh, where's the license? Oh, it's not here. Uh, 
well, let me email. The email has an auto response. It says, all right, well, you know, we're, we're not going to respond to this. You need to go fill out the license first. I'm like, there's no license. And I was kind of freaking out. But I uh, chatted briefly with Abar, and we got the official green light from uh, Blizzard to, to do this thing. And so I have zero concerns about about that. And I'm, I'm excited. I think this is going to be fun. And... We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I'm also pleased, you know, our little core group of uh, OGs that signed up sight unseen before any of this was uh, revealed. Um, so anyways, we would love it if people participated. If you're interested, it's it's pretty low key. But my favorite part of this all is being able to cast the matches each week. So we'll try yeah. to do a highlight, you know, a highlight match each week. Um, after the show and then we post them to youtube and stuff and so you you know if you miss one you can come back and watch it later should be fun and i you know it, it, it's been fun like hydra said this started as like this little idea that has kind of like snowballed and snowballed and and is actually turning into a real thing so i'm i'm very excited to see how it all plays out excitement abounds yes yeah uh trying to think is there anything i missed i don't know i feel like i've been rambling but um so the only thing i can think of and and you mention it in the announcement video uh but we haven't kind of reiterated it since um we have prizes again uh yes. w- which we haven't had uh for, for a little while so first place uh gets a 60 pack bundle um second place gets i just had it up and then i lost it my bad um a I think it's the 40. It's whatever bundles. 40. Are. Yeah. And then third and fourth get 15 pack bundles. So um, there's actual like rewards again. So, you know, yeah, it's low key. It's for fun. But also, you know, you could win a few packs as well. So if you're interested and of course, having fun uh, playing some different, you know, it, it's a very different meta every week. You know, if you're tired of the, the wild meta, Jump on in uh, to the Born to be Wild listener series there. And hey, you might just might win a few packs. But the, the real reward are the friends we make along the way. Oh, <laughs> oh those 60 packs is a, a pretty chonky reward. So, yeah. hey, you yeah. know, it's bad. I didn't want to like uh, we don't want to give away cash, you know, or, or you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. This is this is a lot easier and cleaner. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It could be any packs too. It doesn't matter as long as we can gift them. I think some of the real old packs. I don't think you can. Someone wanted GVG packs one time, and it was like you you can't gift them in uh, the in the BattleNet mm-hmm. store for whatever reason. But most of the things that you can. So there's there's lots more information about this if you're interested at all. Signups are open for another week. Well, it's a week and a day from when we're recording this, and so um, about a week from the time that this. Uh, recording gets posted on youtube and the podcast apps and stuff but yeah it's all free easiest way to get the info go to the website born to be wildhs.com click on listener series there's all, all the rules it's all pretty straightforward sign up's free uh, it, to play is free it's it, i don't know it, it's really not very complicated mm-hmm. sheep has done so much work on the back end to automate uh, everything is done via google sheets and it's super cool. I mean, it shows the the deck lists and the win rates and or the the what do you call um results? Yeah, the results own oh, the standings and stuff as well. Yeah, so it's it's very it's very cool. Um, we've we've come a long way since we first began. I will say that, and and uh, it's a blast. So 
Anyways, uh, oh, oh, one last thing I do want to say um, is that what we saw the first time we had a, a, like this giant prize pool of, of donated money, which was cool, but I think what had happened was people would, would show up to week one, and if they didn't win, they were just dropping out uh, yeah. because it was like, oh, well, I'm not going to win. So, so two things on that. Number one, please don't do that. But if you mm-hmm. lose week one, like the way that this tournament series works is that points are cumulative, meaning they add up across the season. And so if you win three and oh, you get five points. If you win like, you know, three and three and one, three and two, whatever it is, like there's a point system. And so we've got people mm-hmm. that make it to the playoffs who have lost, uh, you know, multiple games, multiple times oh, yeah. throughout, throughout the way. And so you just never know. Uh, you know, the whole point of this is to, to play off meta stuff and have fun. But I, I do think it's important to know that like, you know, you lose a match or two, like it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to play or that you're not still in line to make it further in the competition. So yeah, well, and, and to kind of yes and that, it, a quality loss, you still get points for, right? So so yep. if you uh, lose a match three to two, you get two points for that. Whereas if you win a match three to two, you only get three points for that. So so that, that line there, you know, really means that while, yes, match wins are good, you know, the more games you win, the the better the better you do. But also, a match loss does not disqualify you whatsoever, because it it, it can definitely be uh, made up for. A quality loss is is a really quality loss, and a really quality win three and zero gets you a lot of points that way too. Um, we've had multiple winners of the the entire um, shebang who did not in fact <laughs> when like for example week one mm-hmm. i'll give you a perfect example uh jewels okay i versed jewels i think it was week one last season and i won and jewels lost who got first place <laughs> that would be jewels <laughs> jewels won yeah, yeah. Uh... so I will say it's pretty. There you go. It's pretty. Don't drop key. out. You can win. Right. <laughs> the scheduling is is similar to THL. If you're familiar with that, you play one match per week. That's that's what it amounts to. You basically connect with your opponent via Discord or whatever. You, you find a time to play, and then you re, you report the results. We'll we'll typically find a volunteer to cast their match uh, after the podcast, but everyone else will kind of do it on their own time. And uh, it's just, it's one match a week for, and then after the first five weeks, all the points are tallied up and and then folks are invited to the playoffs based on scores. Um, And then the final thing is that uh, the matchups are based on win rate. And so you typically you'll be facing off against an opponent who has the same or very similar win rate as you. And so it's, it's a, we, we, we have our own kind of MMR based uh, system over here, but it's, it's worked out really well so that, um, yeah, the goal is that you're kind of you know equally matched. Um, uh, to yes and that, the way that we do that um, that matchmaking really actually adds to that um, every week really kind of having a shot because mm-hmm. the the people who have a lot of points 
are facing off against other people with a lot of points. So mm-hmm. then they don't just continue spiraling out of control. It's better than, yeah, you know, if, if I'm maybe a newer player then, you know, and I'm going up against, uh, you know, Corbett or, or whoever. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what the right word is, maybe a little bit more fair or I, th- <laughs> I feel like the matchup system is, is, really well done we put a lot of time and thought and effort into it uh and had some great players so yeah season one winner was shia wasina uh season two was corvette one season two uh jordan mg won season three and jules won season four so we've got some really great players it's been a lot of fun and so uh i'm i'm excited to see how this all shakes out Again, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we've got a lot to talk about tonight, but all the information is on the website, borntobewildhs.com. Just up up there at the menu, just click Listener Series. It's all there, and it's there's not a lot of information. It's all pretty straightforward. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Discord is the easiest way, and, and we'll be happy to, to answer questions or whatever. But there's about a week to sign up, and so you know if, if, if you're interested or if you've got questions, ask them quickly. Um, but. Yeah, so thank y'all for listening to us talk about the listeners series. Hydra, what's been going on in the news this week? We got a few things. Unfortunately, we don't have any real wild news, but uh, we spoke about it earlier with, you know, Blizzard stealing our thunder on uh, a name for something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a BG's update, uh, prepare for rise of the Naga. That's coming in soon. So basically the idea is they're introducing Nagas into Battlegrounds. And uh, they work on a spell synergy. And that means that we're going to need some more spells. So there's a new type of card called Spellcraft that kind of gets created when you're using uh, these. It's a keyword. And then these cards that you have are going to produce some spells that give you this this spell synergy to work with your Nagas. And we also are going to have a new hero for Battlegrounds, uh, Queen Ajara, which looks pretty cool. I don't play a lot of BGs, but for anybody that does, it's always really fun when they introduce a new uh, minion type and a new hero. It's just something to experiment with. So it's always a blast when that happens. And we we also have... Uh, Oh, just before it's, you move on, Hydra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two, two, two things about this Battlegrounds update that I think are worth mentioning is that uh, buddies are officially going away. Rip. Um, Buddy, bye-bye-bye. loved the buddies. <laughs> others hated them. For those who don't play Battlegrounds, someone described it to me once that buddies are like the quest equivalent of, of, of Battlegrounds. Okay. But the biggest piece of news about this update and i was raging about this yesterday is that amalgadon is going away yeah may you find no peace in the afterlife. we're getting <laughs> amalgadon's but big brother. we are getting amalgam back that's okay amalgadon was so, i agree was so dumb um so i'm i'm happy to stay on buddies i don't know i i think most people are happy that they're going away so yeah, looking looking forward to the update. Been been known to rock a few battlegrounds, you know, to, to pass yeah. the time. Same, same. Everybody Not... does seem pretty happy about that. Change. Everybody. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Hey, so we have a uh 
tweetus deletus over here. Yeah, <laughs> like like it, I, I guess announced a little too early. Maybe the details weren't finalized, but Hearthstone did drop a tweet that there's going to be an Azoth Mercenaries event. Uh, and then it disappeared. But thankfully, there's things called like snipping tool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people, you know, captured that. And, uh, and and so that happened. So it sort of leads us to think that they're doing an Azoth seam thing, which kind of goes along with the, the lore that we've already yes, talked we've, about with Goliath, right? We've been, can, we've been predicting it since day one that... Nazoth has to fit into this set somehow. I'm still, and so, you know, I, I'm excited about Nazoth and, and mercenaries. What I'm really still hoping for is Nazoth being in the mini set as our neutral Colossus, yeah. being a plus six that takes up the whole board. That is what I want. That is what I want. Um, so, what you really, really want. Now, tell me what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> I, think it's I want. I want a cute. I want like you know you have that cute Nazoth skin in Battlegrounds. I want. Yes. I want the Merc. I want one of the Merc skins to be cute Nazoth, and then I'll chase after it like a maniac. Uh, you know um, they have to do it because for everyone they put like the baby one or something, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I like. I like those, and and hopefully, it, we don't know that when when I think zombies click the link, it didn't load the page because they didn't put up the page. But I am hoping. Fingers crossed that this comes with a balance update for Mercs. Trigor gotta go. <laughs> throw yeah, throw so... them in the trash with the Malgadon. They can they can they can go to the afterlife uh, together. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So the link now uh, is is open, um, and it's just the the battlegrounds. Um, prepare for the rise of the Naga um, thing an announcement thing there at this point. So we shall see soon. Nice. Yep. Uh, yep. There's also a new, uh, a new clash of, of clans game coming out. <laughs> it, it, it's called clash of orcs and humans. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we got the announcement of the announcement that there was going to be a new Warcraft mobile game. And that got announced on May 3rd. And they are calling it Warcraft Arclight Rumble. And so at, I didn't look super deep into this, but at first glance, it seems like a, a Clash Royale clone sort of game. I'm sure that they have their differences and whatnot. In some uh, of the images, it looked like they were your peons were actually mining like for minerals and whatnot. And, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jones but uh, nonetheless... I I I like pre-registered because you can. Just I I did as well know. just to get in, but like I, I work has been so crazy this week that I have not had a chance to watch or, or really review any of it yet. But I mean, everything that they do is is always polished, and so I just I'm stressed. Like I I don't feel like I can spend money on another thing over here. But they said no loot boxes. So I'll be very curious to see how it's monetized. So yeah, loot crates, loot crates. No, I don't know. It's gonna <laughs> yes. be less gacha, but it'll be interesting to see how it's monetized. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I reserve judgment until it comes out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, 
people don't generally get excited for these types of games, but uh, you know, I mean, let's let's not forget Hearthstone too is at its heart a mobile game, and we get excited over that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Good point. That and the way it, I primarily play it. <laughs> there you go. Right. And I will say this was the proper way for Blizzard to announce a mobile game. Not like they did <laughs> BlizzCon when they announced Immortal, unfortunately, right? What? Don't you have a phone? <laughs> you yeah. don't need one anymore. They actually announced that you can play it on PC now. Very hey, happy about just that. A, just to segue on that for a second, I, I wasn't too excited about Diablo Immortal. Now I am because they showed off some screenshots of the PC version and they noted that it's a port from mobile, so everything's a little bit like bigger. A little bit more jumbo and that's so awesome because i can see it i don't <laughs> see very well for for those who don't know um so i'm actually looking forward to it based on the fact that everything's gonna be like jumbo sized and and and, and easy to see so fingers crossed that the monetization isn't uh, insane for immortal but uh hopefully between one of these two games uh we'll be able to pick one of them up i i'm a big diablo fan i unfortunately am like I mean, I've got a an iPhone. It's not one of the jumbo ones, but like, I, I really struggle to play Hearthstone on it. I mean, I, I it's fine to play like the tavern brawls, or you know, battlegrounds or mercs. But like, if I'm trying to actually climb, I cannot play on my phone. I, I no. really struggle with it, and maybe it's I maybe can't. I know sheep can. I can't. It... <laughs> the, the you know what the iPad is 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 kind of perfect for me. Uh, yeah. The iPad is is just right, is, and that's typically what I'll use to like play in bed, play on the couch, or or in the yeah. bathtub, or whatever it is. But like, not the the phone is just too small. I'm just, or maybe I'm just getting old. I I mean I I, I can't really play on phone either. But I like the tablet, so I mean you know it, we'll see. We don't have to wait too long for this one. It's like a month out, so uh, nice. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. June June second. So uh, gonna get so. Nate, get her climb done on day one. Yes. <laughs> so that ah. we can play so that we can play this on day two. Unfortunately, rank reset is on a Tuesday to Wednesday, so I don't think that's quite gonna happen. But uh, I just have to take a day off of work. <laughs> Nate's just gonna have to be sick again. <laughs> you know what? I, I I accrue so much vacation time that I don't use. Like I actually wouldn't mind taking a day off for it. Um I I I, I don't use very much vacation time and it was kind of funny because this like I didn't feel bad calling in sick those two days because number one I was actually sick thank god right. it wasn't COVID it was just a sore throat but like I haven't called in sick in three years like I it just I don't I haven't got sick and I don't do it so it, it I didn't feel bad about it but uh, I, I accrued time off pretty Sounds quickly. Sounds like you feel pretty bad about it Nate. <laughs> you having to justify it Nate. I'm a little bit of a workaholic <laughs> if you couldn't tell but uh, work work yeah exactly well that's mm. basically it for the news we i'm sure we'll touch on these mobile games in the future see see how they're doing but let's move into our main topic of the show yeah i'm gonna introduce this real quick and then i will i will pass it off to blue train who can really do do this more justice than I can. But here's here's how this kind of came about. Right. So we were we were playing with the fish rogue or swordfish rogue or whatever you want to call it. Um 
last season. It's what I use to to do my climb to to get the 11x finish. Uh, and the deck is is strong. And what I was feeling like towards the end of uh, last season was that it's the, the the deck is close to being solved, but not quite. And what you know, what version do I want to play? Here's kind of what I what I ended up with. And I didn't love it, but it felt kind of close. Um, and I was climbing, 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 and then I, like, no joke, 10-game you know, losing streak, and I just got all frustrated. And so I'd ask Blue Chain, like, am I doing something wrong? I'm like, am I playing it wrong? Uh, and, and he spectated and watched, and we chatted a little bit. And he's like, well, I don't really think I would have done anything differently except running some bad cards in your deck <laughs> and you know so like you know maybe you take the bad cards out and put the good cards in and i was i was like yeah but i i don't like fell wing it doesn't have pirate synergy um and and i uh i don't like this card because you know or i like i might i like the uh amalgam because you know it generates and he's like well let's look at what the data says and i kid you not i mean the the tldr is we looked at the data, pulled out the bad cards, put the good cards in, and my win rate skyrocketed. Like, no joke. I mean, you see this 10-game lose streak and then win, 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 win. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a magic solution, but uh, especially when it, it was against so much of the rogue mirrors, like, having the, the, the right cards in the deck made it feel a lot more consistent. Um, more optimized, yeah. Or, or more optimized, and so where we're kind of going with with the idea of this is you know how can you do this how does this work and how does it work with wild and so there is a website called for those of you not familiar called hs replay they're the ones that do um one of the one of the major deck trackers um and their website is just full of statistics uh decks with codes and win rates and and you know decks to copy and paste and there's a ton of data there they do have a premium feature um that that costs what is it it's about five bucks a month it's cheaper if you pay for it in bulk but uh there's a lot of data that's available for free um i've i've been called a, a shill enough times lately that i'm i'm <laughs> i'm not concerned about shilling even more uh but i, I think it that there are you really a shill if you're the one paying money <laughs> i'm not getting it for free that's for sure <laughs> There's there's a lot of data. Such a shill, Nate. Unbelievable. I know. I know. I, unbelievable. Uh, Uther doesn't get it. Um, I you know so there's a ton of data that's available for free if you pay the five bucks a month or whatever. There's even more data that that is available, kind of um, on top of that all. But we're gonna go through it a little bit and and kind of do a, a dive. It's it's also different with Wild because it's all statistics based. And because wild is is played at a much lower rate than standard, um, the way of accessing the data is a little bit. There's a little bit of a different approach. Anyways, I'm not the expert in this. I don't really know much of what I'm talking about, except that I I'm I'm learning like the rest of you. And uh, I brought Blue Train along to discuss this uh, this topic here. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and keep it pretty high level. Uh, use this maybe um, as an introduction. I think that there's a lot more of a deep dive that one can make, and and maybe before we start diving in, um, I'll I'll start with a quote 
Um, and I wish this was like deep, deeply prophetic and, and ancient, but it's not. It was a quote from, from the first season of Star Trek Discovery, but I thought it was very, very apt. And the quote is that universal laws for lackeys, context is for kings. And I think that we fall into this trap all too often where data says X, therefore I should take action Y. Data wasn't in discovery. Oh. Yeah, he's the next generation. This fell apart rather quickly. Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But, but, but. There, there are many factors that going, that goes into interpreting the data. And so marrying, you know, a qualitative understanding of what it is that you're trying to do with it, with some of the quantitative metrics that you get from HS Replay is what allows you to start informing those decisions. Now, with standard, you have a lot more data, so you can tilt a lot more heavily to that, you know, quantifiable um, outcome. In wild, especially when a patch you know, which we got recently came out, our data sample is going to be limited, but it gives us clues. And and we'll look a little bit at, as to what those are. So um, why don't we pull up uh, some HS replay? And uh, yeah, I can start talking about some of the assumptions and then we can talk about some of the data. And, yeah, and to start with, we'll look at the, the, the quest rogue that, um, that, not the quest rogue, the fish rogue, mm. uh, aggro rogue that... Uh, um, that that you were referring to, uh, Nate. I'll just give you a second for the screen to come up. Yep, and for those good. who are listening um, uh, on the audio, I'll do my best to be as descriptive as I can. Yeah, uh, I will say, yeah, describe if, what's happening. I, I say this every week. If if you can watch the video version, you get a little bit more out of it. The show is very visual. We like to have things up on the screen while we talk about them. It it, it helps everybody. Um, and so right now what we're going to be doing is actually we've got the HS Replay website pulled up on the screen so that we can go through it together um, and, and we can do our best to be descriptive, but you'll get more out of it if you want to watch the, the video portion of this. So first things first is premium versus non-premium. And, and I'm not saying this as an endorsement, um, but the way that the website is set up to get meaningful data out of HS Replay for Wild, a subscription is essential. You will not get meaningful data with a subscription. You may get meaningful data with a subscription. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing that I think that one needs to consider when using this resource. Um, so right now I have the splash page up for HS Replay, mm-hmm. and I have the class win rates on the screen, right? Where you see Rogue, 53%, Paladin, 52.1%, etc. Now, a lot of people cite this as a state of the meta. And I, I just want to say right now that this, it's kind of a fun metric, but actually doesn't tell us anything. Um, you know, Rogue has one viable deck. It's the best, one of the top, you know, winning decks. So it's at the top, but you know, what if Rogue had a bunch of other decks that weren't good? It would artificially pull it down. So I tend to not look at that. What I do tend to look at is at the top, you'll have meta, which is for standard only, decks, and cards. A lot of people will look at decks. For example, if I pull up um, the decks tab and filter by Rogue, I'll get a bunch of Rogue decks that include, you know, Fish Rogue. 
But you'll notice here under games, there are not a lot of games. So if I filter by Diamond through Legend, which is kind of like the, the base that you'd want to filter by, the, the most played deck has 2,700 games since uh, the, the balance patch came out, uh, known as 23.03. That's not a lot of games. If you look at the standard equivalent, it, it, it is an order of magnitude more than that. So right away, I think the first place that I like to look at are the cards. So if we look at my screen here, what I have are cards by Rogue for the wild game mode, latest patch, diamond through legend, and I've sorted it by deck win rate. Now, these aren't decks. These are just cards that um, make up the uh, highest win rate decks within the Rogue class. But you can start to see that a lot of these cards make up the deck that we're that we're kind of zeroing in on, aggro fish rogue. Now, and, and guys, if you have any questions or anything to add, please jump in. Um, don't don't uh, don't be shy. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the particularities. So you'll notice that the first, the highest win rate card is Buccaneer. But then you'll also notice that Buccaneer appears here as well. So the first thing is that HS Replay doesn't disambiguate, or rather it does disambiguate, the Grand Tournament Buccaneer from the Core Set Buccaneer. So that's oh why it appears <laughs> twice. And you'll notice that, that, that you'll see times played for Grand Tournament Buccaneer is 3,500, and for Core Set Buccaneer is 35,000, 10 times more. So you could right away safely disregard the, the the buccaneer i mean it's a good card in the deck but you know there the variance associated with this is such that it's it's kind of immaterial so that that's the first thing that i, I just want to call out that people may not realize oh wow the second card um, mm -hmm. more people have actually played patches than the grand tournament buccaneer for for reference <laughs> well so the thing is if you want to include the, the tgt buck in your deck you have to like explicitly like filter yeah. by tgt and drag it in and there are people who do that i may be one of them <laughs> um, I, I have a i have a gold tgt uh, buck if that makes sense then that's what mine would be as well so yeah the next card is spy mistress which doesn't see play in the deck and and you might be thinking well it's that card's really good but it's only been played 340 times Fun fact, I bet that it was Triple Lift that played that card 340 times in Odd Rogue, and that's why the card has such a high win rate. Not because not because Spy Mistress is good, not because Odd Rogue is good, but because Triple Lift can can take any deck and and play a bunch of games with it and and and, and do well. I, I know Otters also. Like there were a few um, players of renown that that were playing this, but you know the the times played is is an important. Um, piece of data that gives us context so we can we can safely disregard the first two which are aberrations because tgt and because of you know memers and that brings us to the next card frenzied fellwing now this was the subject of the story and one of the things that 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 we were talking about was well why would i want to run frenzy fellwing it's not very good and Turns out that you know decks that contain frenzied felling, diamond through legend, um, you know, have a pretty pretty good win rate with it compared to decks that don't. That's a yeah, sixty um, sixty point four percent win rate. 
Um, now, the, the the thing is, is that the 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 played the the drawn win rate is is a little bit lower, and and generally the stat that you really want to focus on here is the deck win rate. But when looking at mulligan win rate versus drawn win rate versus deck win rate, it's very important to understand the role of the card in the deck. You know, right. what is the card? Do is it is it something that you are looking to stabilize with? Is it intrinsic to your game plan? Is it a finisher? Is it a tech card? And that will that will alter the stat profile of it considerably. So Frenzied Fellwing is a mana cheat high roll. So generally speaking, you want to have it in your hand earlier because it has a lot more value earlier in the game. You, you'll play like your your um, Buccaneer, Parachute Brigand, and Patches, and you can get Frenzied Fellwing out as early as turn two. Mm -hmm. uh, alternatively, if you have a slower start, generally you can get it out on turn three. You want to be getting Frenzied Fellwing out within the first three turns. So the 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 drawn win rate is lower on the card than the mulligan win rate because generally speaking, it, while you may not want to keep it in the mulligan depending on the makeup of your hand, you know it's a high roll mana cheat card, and it turns out that that's how the deck, you know, operates. Right? You you vomit out a lot of stats in the first couple turns, and then you kind of overwhelm your opponent and then finish them off with slapping them in the face with a fish. Um, so you know, frenzy frenzy felling was, I know, very very high level gameplay. So frenzy felling is something that you know, maybe a good IRC reference. Play, but well, but that... it's it's it may very well be the best performing card once you take out the 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 outliers. Now we can filter just by legend. I will note that it decreases the sample size considerably, and it will change. So we'll do that really quickly here. Actually, we still see it's the um, second highest card uh, after the TGT buck. So it's still the highest win rate card, although it does decrease. Decks tend to decrease in win rate when you're looking at the narrower field like Legend. Um, you, you see that in Standard too. So it, it's an interesting kind of um, statistic here that, you know, I mean, is it really the best card in the deck? Maybe, maybe not. But what this does show, it gives us a clue that this card is a, a good performer as opposed to, say, Cutlass Courier, which Nate was running and I didn't <laughs> approve, which, you know, it still has a decent win rate, but quite a bit lower than Frenzied Felling. And when you look at cards that are performing better than Cutlass Courier, we see things like South Sea Captain, which was kind of like our 30th card, mm -hmm. um, or Fog Sail Freebooter, which is something that we considered subbing in for Captain. So right away, you're, you're taking out something that's performing worse than your 30th card and putting in something that's performing a lot better. You, you might find yourself having a better time. And, 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 and perhaps, Nate, and I, I don't want to speak out of school here, um, maybe one of the reasons why you didn't like Frenzied Fellwing is because, like you said, it kind of plays outside the pirate synergy. But, but I also think that maybe you weren't clued into the role of the card, right? I, I agree. And it's not that I... And it's not that I, I I have any deep knowledge or insight. It just so happens that I like to play Aggro Priest, with which yeah. Frenzied Fellwing was a, mm -hmm. a key part of. So it's something that I, I, I've used quite a bit. And Aggro Priest is not a deck that, that you've spent a lot of time with. Because, um, you know, I mean, it's it's cool, but it was always kind of a little bit of a, 
a slightly worse performer. So anyways, so, so we replaced Cutlass Courier with Frenzied Felwing. The other card is um, Amalgam of the Deep. Again, it's kind of in this bottom tier. So we're looking at our, our 30th cards in the deck, and this is still performing worse than that. And we replaced Amalgam of the Deep with, um, was it just Captain? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was with Captain. And I think we had seen a couple people recommend Captain. One was Lasagna. One was um, Alb. And there was so much. This is where I think the meta call comes into place a little bit because there were so many mirrors. Uh, The the thing that's terrifying about playing this Fish Road deck is that you amass this giant board very quickly of one health minions. And all it takes is a, a puffer fist to like blow out your entire board. And so getting that extra little bit of health is is really beneficial. Getting the extra bit of attack is is really kind of nice. There were a couple of times that I ended up with exact lethal because of the captain. Um, now, again, you could run other cards instead of that. You know, maybe you try Freebooter or something. But this is a good guide, I think. And, it, some you know, there's some meta decisions to be made. It's kind of funny looking at the stats here because the top two performing cards in the deck just just so happen to be zero mana three threes. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> mana cheat wins in Hearthstone. So w- w- a couple of other things to note is that keen observers might be saying, well, well, all this is, you know, doesn't mean anything because look at Secret Passage. You know, 55% win rate. It's really low, and and that's one of the the best cards ever made. But again, this is where you know that 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 corny expression of universal laws for lackeys and context is for kings comes in, because mm-hmm. universal law would say low percentage, bad card. But the context here is what are we using secret passage for? So every deck, okay, regardless of whether you're running frenzied felwing, cutlass courier, or smothering starfish is going to run secret passage. So the universe the, the the universe I can't speak English. The the universal include kind of could alter the data, but think about when you play passage. If you're going to blow the person out on the first couple turns with felwing and and swordfish and and all that, you're probably not going to passage. You're playing passage when you're digging for an answer mm-hmm. or yeah. trying to scam the game. And and so, you know, sometimes you'll find the answer, and other times you won't. So generally, you're playing Passage when the game goes long. With aggro decks, right, cards that kind of tend to go late are going to perform worse, and you'll see the opposite in control decks. Um, and and sometimes you won't find the answer. But just because this is a 55% you know, or 55.9% win rate card doesn't mean you're not going to want to include it. Whereas is, Deadly Poison... Uh, is sorry, that, yeah. Is that as relevant when you're... Because you're looking at the deck win rate instead of the like drawn or played win rate uh, in that one. I think what you were kind of saying earlier with the deck win rate uh, being so 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 low is more a, a symptom of the in person of decks uh, aspect, which is that eighty two percent, and less a a symptom of the you know like when are you playing secret passage kind of in, in that aspect. It's it's more that. It's in 82% of, of decks in, in that case because it's in everything. It's in Pirate Rogue, it's in Odd Rogue, and it's in all of these different archetypes that are not performing as high as the, the Pirate Rogue, for example, which is then making its deck win rate 
percentage significantly lower. I, I mean, you'll see you'll see similar you'll see a similar kind of you'll see it be on the bottom and I'm looking at standard right now. So so we can look at decks uh, rogue and it's not going to be the exact list just because the ones that are kind of registering the most data are 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 trending different cards. Uh where is wild? Wild is on the left. Uh I must be missing it. Um here it is ranked wild. Uh, we'll take Diamond through Legend, and we'll just take that. So this version with Lotheb and Smothering Starfish has the most games played. So if we look at um, you know, drawn win rate, um, yeah, Secret Passage is kind of you know in the <laughs> yeah. bottom bottom quartile. And, so that that'll be pretty common. And but, drawn but you, and played win rate, I think, are are definitely more kind of accurate to to what you were saying there. Which which is not to negate your what mm -hmm. what your assertion was it's just drawn win rate versus deck win rate uh i mean cards that you're there yeah cards in in an aggro deck that you're gonna play later in the game are gonna naturally have a lower win rate exactly and and, and cards that you're gonna play in an aggro deck towards the start are gonna have a natural higher win rate you need to be able to understand that context when looking at this whereas in control decks it's the inverse right you know you're yeah. you're you're greedy kind of late game value engine or 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 game plan will will tend to have um higher win rates because those are the pieces you're digging for if if the game gets that long so that that is is an important point to make <laughs> and the exception that proves the rule is patches yep. you will play them early uh, but you yeah. don't want to be drawing them i'm not, not even going to address passage but patches but an interesting <laughs> card that i think warrants maybe a poke is um mr smite so Mr. Smite kind yeah. of shows us why we don't look at played win rate. A lot of people will be like, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. card has a high played win rate, um, therefore it's good. Well, that that car that could be something to consider. But when you think about Smite, right, or Leroy Jenkins. It's the Leroy example. effect for sure. Yeah. 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 You play Leroy usually to close out the game, and you hold on to Leroy until such time that um you're ready to play him so here smite has a 75 percent played win rate um because you're not always winning the game when you play him that's why he's so much better than leroy because you can tempo him out in certain situations but you know the drawn win rate it's still pretty high let's not kid ourselves smite's a busted yeah. card i was mistaken for not having faith in smite when he was printed and and had to later atone by crafting him in gold <laughs> I've, I've, made, I've made my penance but I mean, you can see big discrepancies here because generally speaking, you're going to play him and win the game. So generally when looking at the deck pain, I like to look at drawn win rate. Yeah. Obviously, if you're trying to, to understand what to mulligan for, you look at the mulligan win rate. Although be careful, low data win rate might be inaccurate. You're probably not keeping Smite in the mulligan, whereas you <laughs> are with, you know, Filet Fighter, Brigand, and Buck. But, you know, right. so important to 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 take that data point hey, look at um, look at uh sorry to interrupt but look at patches kept uh kept win rate percent <laughs> zero, zero. <laughs> uh, one of the other decks we were looking at it said 1.1 percent i mean people people go <laughs> afk for them all or you know what people yeah. if you're playing on mobile your game crashes and you get yeah. back in you've missed your mulligan like it's a, it happens like it's hey, not always that happens to me <laughs> yeah and it happens more on mobile um but you know when thinking about deadly poison which is a card you'd want to play the turn you play your swordfish or immediately after 
you know, this is pretty damning of deadly poison because the deck win rate's considerably low, um, as is the mull win rate, as is the drawn win rate. Um, and, and, you know, deadly is not something you want to be playing to close out the game like a passage or, or an eviscerate. It's usually one of those cumulative damage modifiers. And I was a big fan of Deadly Poison. I, I really liked it. I liked, you know, I'm a Kingsbane player. And so like, yeah, Deadly Poison's good. You know, fish is four attack. You play a Deadly Poison on it. It's now six attack. How could that be bad? Well, apparently it's, it's completely unnecessary and, and you're better off playing other cards like Puffer Fist, uh, like Frenzied Felling and Dread Corsair. And, and I, this is not something I would have done, but this gave me a clue that that um, the drop-off is quite huge. Like, you know, that that 1% drop-off from 55 to, to 56, um, you know, where you, you have the tech cards of Eviscerate and Smothering Starfish is kind of huge. So it's performing worse than the late-game cards. It's performing worse than than the tech cards. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tells us something that maybe deadly poison's not the play in these types of decks, and mm-hmm. so that's a, a pretty a pretty interesting indicator. Uh, one thing that was explained to me, and this might be a little bit advanced, but I think it it warrants um, uh, review is within the deck view, what should we look for when cutting cards? Lotheb is a great example of a card we should consider cutting from this deck because you know, we're not going to look at patches because patches is a very unique card that has its right. own story to tell. Exactly. But, but Lotheb is 1% lower drawn win rate than Smothering Starfish, which is a very specific tech. Even Swindle, which I wouldn't recommend playing in this deck, is performing much better than Lotheb. Well, why does Lotheb perform poorly in this deck? Well, by turn five, you're looking to close out the game, not stall for a turn. Uh, the longer the game goes with this type of deck, the worse that you're going to do. And, and Lothab's heavy. Um, you know, Dread Corsair and, and Frenzied Felwing are, are very strong because you're oftentimes not paying mana for them. Let's you go wide and cheat things out. So looking at this, I think Lothab is definitely the cut. I was getting Nate to cut Cutlass Courier and Amalgam of the Deep. Those are performing considerably better in this list than, than Lothab. And, and obviously, if you go back to the cards, uh, it's supported here as well. So you know th- these are things that you can look at and 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 kind of begin to to put puzzle pieces together to to maybe make those determinations. But um, data changes frequently. Mm-hmm. Even in the time that Nate and I did this review till now, the meta's adapted and evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, we get more data, so there's going to be variance and it normalizes. So things can change. But like definitely, if you're playing aggro rogue. Um, you definitely want to be running Frenzied Felwing. You definitely want to be running um, Dread Corsair. And you definitely want to be running Puffer Fist. Um, they're not in all the lists. Uh, those are, are very high-performing cards. Yep. And, 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 and empirically, our experience, I think, indicated that as well. Puffer Fist, just, just as a tangent... Um, for those who know me or have seen my stream, know how I feel about Defias Cannoneer, at least when it's played <laughs> against me. I, I'm totally yeah. cool with it when I'm playing it. It, it makes me bitterly angry because it's so annoying. Puffer Fist is way better than Defias Cannoneer. Wow. So That's a bold statement. It, it is. Um, especially now that Pirate Warrior has been gutted. But think about it. There's no yeah. RNG and it hits everything. 
I mean, how many board states have you lost because you just kind of set up a puffer fist and then dome them with the fish and then just clear the board? It's 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 a and the damage goes face every time too. It's just a really strong card. And this is post nerf. Remember, patch twenty three oh three was after puffer fist got nerfed. This was a three four, mm-hmm. right? Out of control. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I, I'm gonna pause there. I, I think that that. Um, there's definitely more uh, that 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 you can deep dive on, and and I feel like I'm teaching chemistry right now because <laughs> you know I hated chemistry because the teacher would always give the disclaimer like in 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 college and high school we're teaching it to you wrong. It's like well why would you do that? Because <laughs> when you start to peel the onion back, it, it can get a little bit more complex. And some of the best players like uh, Corbett and NHL uh, NJ. They use this resource religiously. They spend almost as much time scouring through the data than they do playing the game. They're looking for trends. They're looking for outliers. They're looking for ways to optimize. And and it's a shame that we don't have more data, but there's still so much value to be gleaned from this. And and I think that um, you know definitely there there's some some stories to be told. Yeah. Hydra, you were running Fog Sail Freebooter. You know, yeah. and we weren't sure is that a good include. Turns out it's pretty good. You know, so and 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 the data supports that. And and you know, your seventeen and two record definitely qualitatively and empirically supports it. So you know, th- there's definitely you can you can use this for validation. You can use this to course correct. Um, you know, and and sometimes you'll look at it and you'll say, you know what, I'm, I don't care. I'm I'm going with my gut. Sometimes that's correct as well. This Speed, isn't mm-hmm. this isn't definitive. This is. This is a, a variable in a broad equation. Speaking of uh, I don't care, I'm going to play it anyways. I tried, <laughs> <laughs> I tried a version of this with Maestra to uh, mess with my opponents. And uh, long story short, it was uh, the first card that was cut from the deck. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, that, that's the fun factor. You can't. I was, it, oh, it, but, yeah. and, and, and you got me. So I queued into you, Nate, and you, you came up as warrior. And like, this is when like a bunch of people were like, I don't like rogue. I'm going to queue up odd warrior and I'll show you. And I was convinced you were odd warrior and i was i was raging on stream i'm like if nate's playing odd warrior i'm unfriending him like i'm not gonna take this and then first turn i saw like the the, the swoopy animation you know from my and i was like oh he's just a rogue and i kind of breathed a sigh of relief and, 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 and who won but that game got me i think i did you but did barely, <laughs> barely. but i but i was like i was on you i was I was full on rager. I, I will Nate's say playing odd warrior. Like that's great. I, will, <laughs> I will say that the fun factor is there. We were seeing so much again. I, it was a roughly 40% rogue. The entire climb that the thought was, I saw the reason I added it. I saw it in one of the, the lists from China was that it, like, that's fun. That's big brain. Like you mess with your <laughs> mess with your opponent or make the mulligan wrong. But but as it turns out, when you're playing against forty percent rogue and you're including the bad card in your deck, like that means that your opponent has one more better card than you do. And I, I will say I I've draw drew patches about a dozen times and only drew Maestra like once. And so I you know, never punished, but 
46.4% drawn win rate in this list, which had the most plays. And, no. and do if, they do drawn win rate in this view? They, they do. Where, where is Patches uh, on here? Uh, it's in the middle somewhere. Where See, is. where Patches was not as bad to draw playing Pirate Warrior is 40. like, Woo. you know, you draw Patches playing, playing Questline Warrior, like you can drop it and it counts towards your quests. Uh, yeah. completion yeah but in rogue it's just terrible i mean if you guess if you have yeah. a cannon out it it helps a little bit but you don't want you don't I mean, want you, it you don't want patches especially when no. there's so many mirrors and that extra body on the board is so relevant but uh yeah, yeah it's 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 brutal i don't know if you wanted to so i i kind of wanted to talk through this because it was the example we used but if there's another another class or deck we can maybe look at it in real time and, and see if there are any insights we can glean from that uh yeah, quickly I, before we wrap i think that that'll be really helpful in general because i think that um pirate rogue has been a really good teaching tool for this because um it, it is the the predominant um archetype in that class kind of uh i think what my question uh is is whenever we're looking at something that has a little bit more of deck diversity within a class or, you know, I, I love me some, some aggro druid, right? Um, if we're, we're looking at something that is the minority in, in a, a, a class, like how can we use this tool in, in those situations? Like I said, pirate rogue, fantastic. Here's how you use the tool, but how can we use it in, in different circumstances as well? So, I mean, there's no easy answer for that. We'll have a look at this in a second. But here's mm -hmm. the hard truth. There are very few people piloting aggro, rogue on, uh, aggro druid on ladder, which is probably something I should personally try to rectify. Uh, there may not be enough data. And so, mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes Corb will play a deck that he's interested in to garner interest to get more data. Now, he did play some aggro druid on ladder. So maybe we'll see some things here. So let's have a look, but we may not be able to make any determinations from that. So I've filtered the druid class by card mm -hmm. since the last patch, diamond through legend on uh, wild. So I'm going to sort by deck win rate. And what we can see here are the top cards um, are dire mole which is played in Beast Druid, which, is, which was pretty popular before this patch, and Mark of uh, Yasharaj. But look at the times played. Super, a couple hundred, super right? low sample size, yeah. Yeah, so if, you know, we, we then go down and we see the other Druid cards, like Frost Saber, Matriarch, Nerebar, Weblord. Then we see some of the control cards, like Lion Cracker. So I'm, I'm kind of going way down here to get to a card we know is Aggro Druid, right? Even mm -hmm. Mark of the Lotus is 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 a beast druid card as well as composting. Um, so if we scroll, 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 we see Oracle of a Loon. Um, some aggro druid lists run it, but it's probably mostly beast druid that's calling yeah. us up. Uh, same thing with Druid of the Reef. Uh, we've got Arbor same thing up. With Arbor up, yeah. yeah. Crab Rider. So Crab Rider yeah. may be the first aggro druid card that we see true truly and for real and and because you're not running it in beast druid and and it's probably the the, the best card interestingly enough its win rate is 52.3 percent so right away and only 360 times played so I, I think that that it wouldn't shock you to hear that crab rider is the best card in the deck 
Mm-hmm. Um, but these numbers are really low. Does that mean Agro Druid is bad? Or is it that it's not being played? I think at this point, you don't have enough data to quantifiably make a determination on that. Um, you have to go with your gut. Tunnel Trog is another Agro Druid card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 52%. And, you know, we keep going down. Trekthar, probably an Agro Druid card. Oh, yeah. 50, you know, but like these are very depressed win rates. Um, South Sea Deckhand, 51. 420 times played and that's diamond through legend by the way if i if i right. filtered on legend all these would probably disappear so i i think that 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 to answer your question there's just not enough data to make that determination mm. i think that that really the question that one needs to be asking with aggro druid is is it ladder viable are people should people be playing it and i i don't know the answer i think that more people probably should play it than are but let's be real. There, there are very few aggro druid enthusiasts out there that will opt to play this over the optimal aggro deck. You being I, the exception, even me. Yeah. Like I, if I was gonna play a deck that I'm interested in, I probably would have played more mech mage. But I was like, eh, you know, forget that. I just want to win games, and so I went. I went to rogue. I'm, I'm part of the problem. Is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, a lot of people don't have courage to play what they like, and this deck tends to have fewer enthusiasts but i think that that it's a shame because I, I can't really answer your question based on what we see here although it's interesting that deckhand drekthar and trog and crab rider seem to be some of the best cards that probably doesn't come as such a big shock to you or no or it doesn't it? Uh, no it definitely doesn't and honestly the um oh yeah there's the <laughs> claw fury adept um the way that the matchup against um pirate rogue ends up typically going it doesn't really surprise me that the win rates and play rates of the aggro druid signifiers are so low because that's not a particularly favorable matchup and the pirate rogue deck has been the the one that's been the really popular deck to play so people haven't been playing honestly myself included haven't been playing as much aggro druid as usual again though you, you you made a comment earlier. I don't know if it was before we went live with the show, but you're like, you got to really get your own big and that's your game plan. Uh-huh. Even though it has that small sample, look how high the um, mulligan win rate is, 57.1%. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. So it's it like you're getting big and in that opening hand, even though the deck, it's outperforming the, the, the cards in the deck here by by like over 5%. That's kind of a big tell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were spot that is on. How you well, those. <laughs> the data, the data seems to be supporting your hypothesis. And so, if you're if you're drawing in biggin, then you're doing pretty good. And if you're not, you're not. But I, I <laughs> yeah. mean, but who knows? Like it, it's it's we're not even talking like we're not even talking about a thousand games. Like it's so little. It 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 almost yeah. doesn't even provide the the value. I mean, the lower the number, the bigger the variance. And the bigger the variance, mm-hmm. the less confident we can be in the story that this is telling us. And so we have to really yeah. be more reliant on that uh, empirical or qualitative assessment. Your your play experience in other words. Yeah. Um, so the small sample size there nods to that being you know my my hypothesis being correct but it doesn't empirically prove it because that sample size is small i follow look how calfast dropped off 820 plays since the patch <laughs> wow. wow 
It is. I saw a couple people like trying it still, but yeah. I think it. So I thought it was hot garbage, but apparently there's there's a place for it potentially. Uh, Not as like your dex game plan, but as just a value engine to get you over that mid game hump. Mm. I saw I saw saw Jordan playing it, and and he kind of sold me on it after I saw him play a few games with it. So it's typical for everyone to just drop the recently nerfed card. Yeah, yeah. card. Let's not play it anymore. With I the have exception a of Pufferfest. <laughs> yes, I do have a follow-up question um, that, that may be valuable for for some of our listeners, and that how could I use this data potentially to determine what deck I should be climbing with in general? Mm. Um, if I'm looking to climb, um, you say I'm just a, a filthy tryhard. I just want to hit legend like like you or like me, um, I, rather than play something you know. I would love to play something fun, but I'd rather win because winning is fun and, mm-hmm. and, uh, get tired of losing with my, you know, homebrew janky decks over and over. So say I'm, I'm looking for something to climb with. I mean, I know you always have vicious syndicate. You always have tempo storm to tell you what, you know, are the tier one tier two decks. But if I'm using HS replay data to like, how can I use that to pick a deck to climb with? So Especially after a patch first comes out, you're not going to really have any data. That's yeah. why there's a lot of people that love patch day or like new expansion day because you can't be a filthy net decker and you kind of just have to go by the seat of your pants. Uh, so what I would do is I would go to the decks tab um, and I would filter by the current patch. I would start with diamond through legend in rank range. Obviously, we're going to want to select ranked wild. And I have uh, all decks represented here. I'll just sort on win rate. So looking at win rate, just diamond through legend since the last patch. Top deck is aggro rogue with a 69.1% win rate. We'll 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 flip to legend in a second. That will change things. Now remember, 460 game aggro rogue, uh, and this is a list that runs one eviscerate. Weird. Weird. Um, but there you is. know aggro rogue like we're not looking at the specific cards we're just looking at archetype second one is even warlock this doesn't surprise me a whole lot because even warlock has game into a lot of different decks and it has the new high roll sea devil stinger into freaking um gigafin (laughs) which is like so gross Uh so i mean you know even lock doing pretty good um not a shocker then we have another flavor of aggro rogue. I'm really surprised by this. Next we have Mech Mage. That's awesome. Um, wow. And this is this looks like the list that Corbett made, uh, which was a little different than 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 the one that I've been pushing. But but honestly, it's it effectively may as well be the same. Um, so you know, Mech Mage, more aggro rogue. Uh, Reno Paladin. Reno Paladin. Which a lot of people have been saying best Reno deck, and I think this this it's not definitive, but supports it. More rogue, more rogue, and so this is where you can start to say like, all right, we've looked at like the top ten decks, and like you see rogue represented multiple times, and the same archetype of rogue too. Now, people will say detractors will say, well. HS Replay collects data from Hearthstone players, and Hearthstone players are bad, so decks that are easy to pilot will generally float to the top. <laughs> I I 
don't know what to think of that. I do think that there's certainly that element, but I mean, you know, so I'll just out the person who said that. It's it's Jack, a player that that I respect and one that I I would call a mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. But my counter to that would be, well, that might be true for you, Jack. You're sitting at like rank 10 right now. You're probably right. But, you know, bad players are playing other bad players relative to these decks. The win rates will be comparable. The data normalizes is what I'm trying to say. But, mm-hmm. you know, is there enough of that data to normalize it to a point that will remove the variance? So I'm going to sort by legend. We're going to do win rate here. So this is just legend. And, you know, Reno Paladin, Mech Mage, Rogue. This is really interesting. Frog Shaman. Wow, wasn't even on the radar earlier. Well, now well trends start at the top and work their way down. So you've got, you know, Corb and Ogre and NHL that have been mm-hmm. pushing the archetype. Tulio, I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, but they've been doing well with it. And it hasn't caught on yet. It's also tricky to pilot. And yeah. then the next like five lists are rogues. So even at Legend, Rogue's doing pretty good. And would um, you say that they have their their kind of their own pocket meta up there that's sort of helping that? No, I so no? the thing about pocket meta is no because one they they played these decks to get to legend and 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 I don't know how much legend ladder they've been grinding NHL a little bit. Um, pocket meta is really just a euphemism for queuing into the same person over and over again. Yeah. Like you know, unfortunately, once you hit a certain place in the ladder, like let's say top, it happens top fifty, probably more like top. 15 you're just going to queue into the same person over and over again and usually if you know if i like i know i'm queuing into hydra and and nate over and over again nate's a filthy aggro noob he's going to be playing aggro rogue if i see a rogue (laughs) and hydra's you know i don't know likes to play free shaman so i'll know that you can start to recognize the players and you know if you're queuing into this person they're they're active that's what a pocket meta is Mm -hmm. I, i i i think that 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 does happen. You'll see like decks like Quest Mage will perform really well into like Druid. And so if you're queuing into like Triple Lift or or you know a Druid enjoyer, then maybe you should queue that. But that that there's not enough games to affect the data to the extent that it would show up on here. I mean, yeah. showing wild decks with at least five unique pilots and two hundred recorded games. That a pocket, what you call a pocket meta will not even show up on here because it won't meet this criteria of five pilots with 200 games. Yeah, so to, to yes and that, um, you know, we're looking at Legend in particular, right? Um, this is since the 23.0.3 patch, which happened on the 26th of uh, April. So since we're, we're not stratifying by, you know, a, a higher Legend rank, um, you're definitely not not going to be seeing kind of a pocket meta and in, in, in wild since you know uh top 1k is about a quarter uh, of those who are in legend it's it, you're not running into as much of that that kind of um pocket meta where you're facing the same people multiple times uh, as you would necessarily do in in standard so you you don't um kind of get get that uh breakpoint uh with that top 1k um legend which is uh the the highest stratification that hearthstone replay offers um so we we won't see as much of that um stratification with the hs replay data in 
wild in particular. I think, yeah, I think that the whole pocket meta thing is kind of like something that you'll hear certain streamers talk about um, and and it's very narrow in its application. But but to answer your question specifically, go to decks, sort by diamond through legend, last patch, wild, sort by win rate, and just kind of go down the list. Um, you know, be cognizant of games relative to win rate, number of variants that show up, and then flip from diamond through legend to legend. If I hit top 1,000, you're not going to get enough data. Um, which is interesting because are there even a thousand legends since this? But apparently there are because look at how the data has changed when I hit top 1,000 legend. All I see is frog shaman and rogue, which is kind of interesting. But uh, hmm. it, this could give you a pretty good idea. So aggro rogue, even warlock, frog shaman, reno paladin, um, mech, mech mage. Maybe I just had a bad beat with it, and you know it's looking pretty good, uh, especially into rogue. Um, so maybe it, it is. You know, rogue can high roll. It's possible that I got high rolled three times and, and said nuts to that. Uh, and slow druid all look like you know viable ladder decks. Um, I'm sure there are more. Uh, I think mech paladin is probably pretty good. Um, hasn't quite caught on yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, definitely. But just looking at this, those are some of the decks. And I think given our experience on ladder, that that lines up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I I, I want to just really quickly put a disclaimer that I am I am far from an expert on this. I am I am but a novice. I I for the longest time I avoided this because I couldn't be bothered with it. But I was personally inspired by looking at people who who use the resource and have been able to 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 find that kind of meta breaker or 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 be that trendsetter and and. You know, I mean, NHL kind of has been doing a lot to to refine and popularize Frog Shaman. And part of that input that gave him the inspiration was seeing how the data at a very low sample was looking promising. So there, there are people who use it to much greater effect. And I think that if, if there's an advanced person kind of listening to this thinking like, well, there are probably more specifics we can dive into. Absolutely. This is only just the tip of the iceberg. And merely serves as an introduction from someone who is but a recent adopter of the platform um kind of looking at it in this view i.e me so just want to put that disclaimer out there there's definitely a lot more layers to it but i think that that just goes to show that you know you 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 can get out a lot if you're willing to put it in and and definitely um i think it will make you a better player because while it won't impact your decision making uh, or stop you from misplaying, because I do that all the time still, what it will do is give you better knowledge of the decks and metagame. And that knowledge is, is something you can use to your advantage. Again, you know, context being for kings. <laughs> I love it. I think this is wonderful, though. And I appreciate you taking the time to go through this. For us, especially, I mean, I think a top-level view, and and really what I think we got was greater than that, but it's good to kind of understand. I mean, it's an incredible resource that we have available to us, and I saw in my climb in particular that, uh, you know, if if I'm playing and I'm not making any real noticeable, like, terrible misplays or whatever, 
well, what could I do to increase this? And I'm, I feel like I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid. Like I swapped out the cards that were not performing very well for the cards that were performing better. And my win, my win rate like significantly increased. And so it just seems like such a valuable tool. And, uh, you know, or when we're exploring a new archetype, I remember this happening when, um, fractured in alter or, uh, uh, was it, um, the uh, the Alterac stuff came out and and Free Shaman was back on the menu, and mm. we back on the menu. You mean on the menu well, for the first time? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I ended up with a <laughs> with a golden um, God Robbie Robbie out of the deal. Yes, I said his day would come. It never did. But uh, but we were at, we were what is the word aggregating collecting lists of of decks and. There must have been a hundred plus variants of Free Shaman, and we see. I mean, Free Shaman is kind of your Tech W list, but uh, I think that we're seeing that same thing right now with Fish Rogue, where there's a hundred different versions of this deck, and each one is, you know, two or three cards different. But yeah, it's there's the same core, and then seeing. All right, well, how do we take this to the next level? It's very interesting. Anyways, and, and the right and the right answer isn't static; it will change. Oh, absolutely! And, and you know, who knows? Maybe Cutlass Courier will be right, depending on how the, the metagame shifts. Uh, right now, you know, if if Shaman and Big Priest come back, then Smothering Starfish might be correct. When we were playing the deck, it certainly wasn't. But that that that's going to change, and mm-hmm. and that's and that's having that meta appreciation can really help. You're going to have to probably publish a list of like redactions and corrections next week when uh, <laughs> when our buddies <laughs> listen to this and point out uh, what I didn't uh, what I didn't uh, quite get right. But but I think that conceptually, you know, as a generality, like that's that's way to approach it and think about it even if maybe some of the specifics are suboptimal that i that i shared and i I just want to again big disclaimer that that the data is not definitive it's just a piece of the puzzle and um there's different ways that you can interpret that data right so um and 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 having that comfort and being able to 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 understand what you're reading is is really kind of the, the key i love it well, thank you again. I, I appreciate the hard work that you put in. Someone in chat mentioned it was like watching a TED Talk. And I that's kind of how it felt to <laughs> me. This is stuff that has, frankly, kind of been intimidating for me. It's like, where do I start? I'm not a math science person. I mean, I went to law school. Like, I do well with, with, with uh, abstract concepts uh, and artwork and, you know, gray areas. And so when we start getting into science and data, it, I struggle with it a little bit more. And so I see nothing but numbers here everywhere. And it's like, it's that meme of the numbers flashing in front of my eyes and I kind of glaze <laughs> over a little bit. And, and I want to compliment your ability to be succinct and, and make this, it's, it felt very informative um, but also very interesting, and I feel like I have a better read on on how to navigate it at least at a you know a better level than I had previously. So thank you kindly, and and thank you, sheep, for for validating and and interjecting because uh, despite the way that I speak about it, my confidence level with this is is not super high because it the, to your point, Nate, it there's a lot there. It's intimidating, and and there's there's a lot of 
a lot of insights that one can glean from it. And sometimes you can take away the wrong, you can take away the wrong thing and having someone to, to kind of bounce it off of or a sanity check is, is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always fun to dive into the data together. Absolutely. All right. Well, I mean, that, that kind of wraps up our main topic here. We do have a, a weekly challenge to revisit from last week. So while Sheep was out moving cross country, Schmoopy Daddy graces with his presence. It was very fun hanging out. And, and uh, we let him take, <laughs> take over the weekly challenges. And so last week's weekly challenge, um, as, as he is a, a prolific um, achievement hunter, was to find a way to um, help help achieve the uh, fishing mini game um, <laughs> quest here. It's how you know how can I finish this in in the quickest way possible? And uh, let me see here. I thought I had the little graphic up on the screen, and maybe I uh, maybe I lost it. I am definitely not a uh, achievement hunter in that in that sense. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do them. Uh, every once in a while, but not not in the same level. Um, anyhow, uh, so so the challenge here, uh, looking at the achievement, it's called fishing minigame. It's the uh, like the the Nat Pagel one over here. And um, here, let me see. Yeah, here we go. I can drop it onto the screen here. Uh, so Shruby wants help uh, someone to make him a deck to finish the fishing minigame achievement as quickly as quickly and painlessly as possible come up with the best idea the fishing minigame says uh, draw 20 cards that didn't start in your deck with gone fishing and then there's uh, three different layers of this uh, ranked challenge here anyhow um so i i told Shmoopy like all right fine you want to do this i appreciate it like it's great you come up with the challenge but you got to help us judge it because i i will need help with that there and so um he uh, he's done that. We we had a handful of people participate and and uh, tinker around with some various deck lists. And the uh, ultimate winner, which uh, probably is a surprise to nobody at this point, uh, is Ulticon. This has been our reigning champ the last several weeks with this rogue deck here. Who um, had found a way to really kind of big brain it. Um, there's there's an explanation that I was. Uh, given here and it's in our uh it's in the discord under the weekly weekly challenge section here i can pull it up real quick um i mean i figure like when you break your king's bane that becomes a copy right well this is into your deck this is the classic uh uh concerned mom deck right so this is running major domo with tess and and uh king's bane and so you become rag and then you combo test to to draw uh, the Kingsbane shuffles back in. So so there's the the big brain combo there, uh, probably explaining that very poorly. It's very fun to watch uh, one of the better players pilot this. That concerned mom was running this for ages on on ladder and was like actually very very good with what I thought was a meme deck. <laughs> it's but, so fun uh, to play, except right? for when people like purposely know what you're doing and they'll like play it out even though they know they've lost <laughs> uh the games yeah the the games can, they can go on forever <laughs> yes. how long can this go on <laughs> if they're stubborn the deck does yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly 
But, you know, part part of it with these achievements is that you have to play them on ladder. So I think part of the, uh, you know, the interesting piece with this one is that you can actually win games with it. So there you have it. Well, congrats to Ulticon, who is our current reigning champ as well. I think it's been at least three weeks in a row that Ulticon has, has won these challenges. So GG's, congrats. Uh, we'll reach out and get a couple of packs on us. So uh, congrats. Thank you for participating. Thank you to everyone else, I believe. Um, Henry had some great ideas and uh, a few other people as well. I, I can't think of off the top of my head. Gobbledygook, I think, was one and maybe a couple others. But uh, anyways, yeah, thank you much. And um, now now here's the fun part, watching us all fumble through trying to figure out one for this week because uh, this is this is my weak point here. I love doing these and never really know what to uh, what to challenge people to do. You know, we haven't done in a long, long time. And I, I don't that? like one of the uh, the very simple challenges. You know, what is the biggest minion you can get? What is the biggest weapon? We've been talking a lot about uh, the fish rogue lately. I almost I I wonder. You know, we've done biggest kingsbane. We've done most attack with demon hunter. But uh, I wonder how large of a uh, how big of an attack you could get on a on a swordfish as a rogue. Would be biggest fish. Biggest fish, yeah. And I if like you can that. Photoshop yourself holding up the fish, <laughs> you get bonus points. <laughs> there's some ways, but but I, there's got to be there's got to you know I mean it's easy to to throw a deadly poison on on the fish. My question is, you know, how what else can you do? What else can you do? Um, and and by the way, pour one out for our good friend Nitro Boost Poison. <laughs> Well, I think we know why they didn't revert it at this point. So, I mean, well, that talk about thirtieth card. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have gone in so fast. But, anyways, uh, if nobody objects, I will say, what is the largest uh, swordfish that you can get? Um, primarily looking at attack, but if there's any sort of tie, I would fall and you know just attack, attack and uh, durability. So. Yeah, it. it's you know it's simple, it. a nice simple one for a change. So, my 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 ability to um, big brain is is kind of waning after a long work week, and so here's a nice smooth brain challenge. Yeah, if 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 you guys want to participate in this, all these challenges can be played in casual or on ladder, uh, but not against a friend or against the innkeeper. We don't want you to tank your rank, but uh, we don't want things to be too easy. So the your friends will let you win. The innkeeper will let you win. So casual or ladder is your best place to do these things. And I mean, casual is probably your best choice. But if actually, you know what? Hey, this, this is already probably one of the best decks on ladder. So why not give it a shot on ladder? <laughs> People are going to be wondering what you're doing, throwing in suboptimal cards buffing your uh your weapon as we actually saw from the amazing lesson from blue train uh but what you can do is you can post your screenshots of your biggest fish in our weekly challenges channel on the discord the winner will be announced on next week's show and we'll receive two hearthstone packs on us and be immortalized in the hall of fame on the born to be wild website Looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with. Absolutely. 
Well, uh, thank you all very much for for being here. Thank you to everybody in chat who's been watching and, and chatting with us and hanging out. Really appreciate the company. Thank you very, very, very much to uh, Blue Train for joining us tonight and hanging out and sharing your, here, yes. your knowledge with us. I think I was so excited to talk about this. Um, just to, to learn, because this is something new to me, uh, the kind of idea sparked. Like, you know this better than I do, and this really helped me. Can you share it with other people? Maybe it will help, and I think it really will. Uh, we're just seeing it in chat as as we're watching, and, and like, you've got a lot of fans tonight. Uh, and so I, I really appreciate it. I think everyone else does as well. So thank you again for, for hanging out and um, imbuing some knowledge. Uh, it's always a pleasure to join you guys. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, one final thing, just one more, one more, um, nod the listener series is starting, uh, in a little over a week, um, signups end a week from tomorrow, uh, Saturday, May 14th. So if you're interested in participating, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, we're doing different stuff than we've done in the past. Uh, please take a moment to, to check it out. Um, again, go to our website, born to click on the listener series page. All the info is there. Uh, the schedule, um, the uh the, the the rules and the different challenges and all that stuff and so if you've got any questions uh you can reach out to us in the discord we'd be happy to to chat more all right well that is it from us for the show proper uh we may hang out and play some games i'm not quite sure yet but thank you all again and uh, we'll see you all next week on another episode of born to be wild beep bop beep bop be doop bop job's done Bye everybody. <laughs> I, I I need to cue that sound up because I wanted to say, you know, or to be wild. Uh, <laughs> or the uh I swear I had it and I I can't find it anymore. But uh whoops. Anyways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I found the perfect sound to end the show on. <laughs> That's so much yeah. better than what? Yeah, it's much better. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.